0: Hi, uh, welcome to the show. How about you introduce yourself? Uh, yeah, my name is Rhys Um My studio is Damp Nat, but I'm actually just a sole developer. So at present, um, I work on a sort of per project basis and uh, outsource sound and mobile porting to other,
1: yeah. other people. Now, you were at the uh, Game Developers Conference in San Francisco. Yeah. Yeah. Amazing. Absolutely amazing. And yeah, you were nominated for an award. Can you tell the audience about that?
0: Uh, Yeah, that was the IGF, the uh, Independent Games Festival. Um, It was was an award for visual excellence. Um, So it was in a category with sort of four or five others. But I think there was about maybe 30, 40 games in all. And uh, visual excellence for what game? Ah, uh, this is for Wonder Putt, yeah. which was done six months ago and has been sort of freely available to play online for the last six months. And uh, for the audience out there, what is Wonder Putt about? Uh, well, it's 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 a flash game, so it's 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 a it's a browser sort of casual browser game, but it's it's actually just it's adventure golf, or I suppose in America it's more known as putt putt. Yeah, but um, I, I'm quite a big fan of sort of uh, of just playing the real mini golf crazy golf uh, at various places around the uk so but i hear that it's actually quite popular all over the place um of course like one of the one of the first flash games was crazy golf and there'd been like a million clones ever since um, yeah. so when and- i when i when i started out doing this a lot of people come and go oh no not another bloody <laughs> golf game
1: and why do you think it um it was nominated for excellence in visual art. Like what, what set it apart from everything else?
0: Uh, I think, well, WonderPart is actually a sequel to AdverPart, which was an experiment in advertising, which was trying to kind of make a, an ugly aesthetic into something quite pleasing. And I picked, I picked golf purely because it was a very, uh, it, it was a very common genre that people weren't intimidated to, Play so it would actually just get people picking it up like a an executive toy on a table or something, yeah. and uh, would get them interacting with the brands, which was, was which was the whole point of Part was to integrate brands into into the holes. Um, so since that was a sort of that was a financial disaster, I had to kind of make some money back on the engine that I had spent ages making, and I thought, well, why not just reskin it and do something a bit more fun? Uh, and Part was um, the sort of product of getting a bit carried away. Yeah. Um, with with the animation side of things, and I think you know that's obviously playing to my strengths, and uh, that that kind of sort of you know tickled people. And uh, the uh, the actual the actual themes of of science scientific discovery kind of led me down the path of um, isometric cross sections and kind of uh, uh, encyclopedia style yeah. artwork. And I think that probably uh,
1: maybe that's what kind of uh, clinched the finalist. And what, what's what been the response for the game itself? Um, you know, this is, so is this placed on many Flash sites or?
0: Yeah, yeah, it's on, it's on several thousand sites. <laughs> yeah. But uh, it's obviously on, because these, you know, these Flash games, they distribute so so crazy. Yeah. Um, but uh, it, it's uh, sponsored by Congregate, but it's been licensed out to about 18 different portals, um, yeah. you know, such as Armour Games and, and whatnot um so uh yeah sorry what, what, was, the, what was the question oh, again yeah
1: the question was what's been the response um have response? people really responded to it um do they like the new art style and the gameplay i mean compared to advert, yeah. but, but how did it go
0: yeah well no i, I suppose advert part kind of had that kind of repellent nature about it, it being full of adverts yeah as such, um, but uh, this this really seemed to kind of make a huge difference with with people's um, people. I think people propelled through by the animations. They wanted to play once they played the first few holes. They were they were in it in it to the end. Um, so it kind of tapped into that kind of reward system where people wanted to to know what would happen further on in the game because the whole game exists on a single canvas, so you can see yeah. that whole 18 you're going to take off in some kind of spaceship or something and that, that kind of helped uh, help people get through to the end so yeah uh, obviously like, yeah thousands of of, of pu- uh, player comments on various portals and stuff and uh, generally it was received quite well and obviously yeah, i i I, I'm, I was tuned into kind of what what, what didn't work about the game, which is interesting, but um, you kind of don't have that in retrospect when you're actually making the game and you release it. So,
1: Well, what what didn't work about the game? What, what things would you have done differently?
0: Um, I suppose the, the physics actually kind of works quite perfectly, but from the point of view of an isometric view, at such a steep angle, it, it's quite yeah. hard to gauge where the ball's going to end up, and some people either got that, that kind of logic or they didn't. Okay. Um, there's also that kind of topographic thing where if you aim to get the ball higher in a, a, at a higher altitude, then they would point the arrow towards that height. And of course the arrow is only taking into account, uh, where it would be on that plane. So yeah, there was a, there was a real kind of cross between people that really kind of latched onto that logic and, and people that didn't.
1: And have people been asking for new worlds or anything like that, or what?
0: Oh, yeah, it's driving me crazy.
1: Um, <laughs> so, what's the plan for that?
0: Yeah, I, I, halfway through doing Wonder Part I swore I'd never do another golf game. <laughs> but um, since it's created all this buzz and people have been asking for sequels and and uh, portals have been requesting their their own versions and things, I, I'm now sort of considering another way of doing a derivative of sorts, but not, not a sequel as such. You know, something that kind of gives something new again.
1: Yeah. And would you say that Wonder Putt is probably the best game you've done to date or your favorite game to date? Or what's, what's been your favorite game that you've worked on? Well,
0: I haven't really done that many,
1: to be honest. Yeah. Um, I'm actually from the,
0: the commercials animation industry. That's what I've been doing for the last 10, 12 years. Okay. And um, what- so this is kind of coming back to something that I did when I was at school.
1: Um, what, inspi- Sorry, we- what inspired you to get in, are back into games? Then,
0: well, I, I released a game for the Amiga 500 with a with a friend, Chris, a uh, school friend, Chris Mullinder, and it was called Odyssey, and it was where you run around and you ch- turned into different animals to kind of get through various platform game puzzles and stuff. And that did quite that did quite well when it released. But in comparison to say, like the PC, the rise of the PC in 1995, yeah. I think it was. It was kind of a disastrous timing on our part. Yeah. But, uh, you know, what, we, what did we know? We, we just left school at the time. So because that kind of marked the end of the indie game scene, it was, it was the end of like two, <laughs> three-man teams. Um, the, the,
1: well, the- I don't know about that. I think what happened was is that, I mean, based on history, it seems like it just transitioned. It transitioned yeah. to new platforms, and, and yeah, so a absolutely. lot of the people yeah. weren't ready for those new platforms. They didn't understand these new platforms, and so they missed out. But it seems sure. like there's always been an indie scene. There have always been situations where – or not always, but you know, within two- to five-year timeframes, there's always a situation or time when there can be indie teams that make huge hits. It's just that they have to be right. on the right platform. The, and yeah, the issue it, is, is that they're always sh- these platforms are always shifting. So now the indie team can't do social games, but they can do mobile games potentially. Yeah, who knows yeah. what's next after that? But
0: yeah, no, absolutely. Yeah, I, I think I don't know. I suppose we were kind of starting out in our careers, and he was heading down the programming path, and I was going the animation route. So it kind of made sense that we immersed ourselves in those yeah. those industries for a while. Um, but um, yeah, I, I, maybe I kind of got quite out, I think I did actually get quite out of touch with games, but um, over that whole 10, 12 year period of working in commercials, I, I, I'd been incubating ideas in my uh, note, notepads for games. Yeah. 90% of the ideas were for games, so it's kind of, hold on a minute, there's something going on here, I need to kind of revisit this area, and um, Icicle was, was the result, and um, and that, that kind of had
1: 30 million plays in two years,
0: so I think that, that must have struck a chord, and and,
1: and what's uh, and for the audience out there? Can you talk about Icicle and what it's about?
0: Uh, Icicle is about a a sole survivor of the apocalypse. Um, so the the Earth comes this frozen ice age, and you traverse this kind of hostile environment with uh, with a naked man on a bike, <laughs> uh, a child's BMX, and uh, yeah. So it's just kind of um, <laughs> it's a it's a puzzle platformer and uh, trying to survive. Lots of deaths involved. And how and, long, uh, Oh yeah, go ahead. Uh, yeah, sorry. Say it again.
1: Oh, I was going to ask, how long did it take to make? Like, um, you know did did you have to learn or pick up Flash at that point, or did you have to know programming or any of that other stuff? Or well.
0: Yeah, I suppose working in animation and commercials and, and, and broadcast and stuff, I suppose we were used to Flash as an animation and art tool. And ActionScript 2, I think, was about at the time. So you could kind of dabble in a few actions related to buttons and things like that for, for a bit of interactivity. Um, so, so, yeah, so I- Icicle kind of evolved over four years. Yeah. Um, over a period of about four, it was a period of four years, but it was about four months' work. And it just kind of gradually evolved from sort of an illustration, a series of illustrations and traversing illustrations into the finished product. Um, and and uh, so, yeah, it was, it was kind of sort of self-tool action script to try and kind of get that out there as a flash game.
1: And once you finished it, um, what did you decide to do? Like, how did you get the distribution or how did you... Um, get it to 30 million, please.
0: Uh, well, I did everything wrong that you could probably think of in the book. <laughs> I, I pre-released it. I didn't know anything about a bus- any business models, ca- casual games, sponsorships, licenses. Um, it was on locked it, it just kind of it blew my servers in the first few days. I didn't know what was going on. And, um, of course, it kind of leaked out there, and it was hard to get a sponsor after that. Um, because because of the nature of flash games the first two yeah. months is a kind of burst period crucial period i didn't really get a sponsor secured or get or, or get hold of the game until after that period so i kind of missed out on paying for the time that i spent doing that so uh, and
1: were, course. yeah did you um at that point were you thinking about um working on your own games full time or were you still no no
0: Okay. It was it was never really an option really. I suppose animation was my industry and um the, gradually discovering uh the casual games market and flash games in general I kind of re- you know re- started to learn the ropes that way over the, over the last couple of years and decided to experiment with various business models such as advapart which failed but obviously came came to a good thing when uh, I, I ended up doing Wonderput
1: yeah and um you know so so, now yeah and so the question is is how do you how did you come to realize that you could do this full-time you know i mean because there are some of the listeners are hobbyists and they're doing stuff on the side maybe um in addition to their day job or something else yeah yeah you know and you said you missed the boat you made all the mistakes that you could make with icicle yeah uh, what um i guess yeah what 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 did you have to do to actually then figure out how to make it work full-time? Um, I suppose there's
0: the whole derivative thing with Flash games. It seems to be that a lot of Flash developers make their money by r- making a game, not spending too much time on it, releasing it, then improving on it and releasing a sequel and a sequel and a sequel after sequel okay. or a derivative of some kind with a, with a variation on theme or advancement with some kind of shop content or whatever um so i i think because i'm so slow at coding and pulling stuff together it takes me i think on average i'm about one game a year okay. so it, it's, it's a higher risk for me I, i'm going for the kind of sort of high quality um um yeah that 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 kind of Risky side of the business, so, so I was I, I was hoping that Wonderpup would pay for itself and pay for the production of the next game, and that is luckily what it's done. Okay, but that was a high risk choice.
1: Well, what did you have to change with WonderPut so that it could pay for its development cost and and a future game? Like, did you have to go to Flash game license? Did you have? To- yeah, I did. Okay. Yeah, so
0: I didn't. I really didn't know, but um, I was just counting on it getting getting more than i got for icicle so um (laughs) yeah it just it just worked out really i there was no certainties but um, i was lucky enough that the sponsorship was high enough to cover the cost of making it and the the licenses that i've sold have covered the cost of making icicle Uh, two i'm hoping that that ball will keep rolling but you know doing that once a year it's not like if you if you fail one if you used to make a game every month and you failed on one game then you you know you could kind of pick yourself up and carry on going. But with this, I kind of feel the pressure to kind of keep going with, um, with these kind of, you know, larger production yeah. periods.
1: What, um, you know, with, with Icicle, I think in the pre-interview you mentioned that it also might be published on mobile. Um, yeah. Can um, you talk well, more about that and how you got that deal potentially?
0: Yeah. I just, I just approached Chilingo and they, okay. they showed interest from the start. So, um, um, that kind of, we're kind of working together to kind of uh, uh, get it to work with a with a new business model, sort of following the the
1: mobile trends. Uh, so, the when you say new business models, are you talking about in-app purchases? Or that's or- right.
0: Yeah, yeah. yeah. Okay. That, I, mean, that, I mean, that's entirely yeah. new to me. So, um, and it, that's it,
1: that seems to be the business model that allows a lot of developers to make this a full-time income or even you know above full-time income i think that's the difference between the hobbyists are kind of like you know trying to get ad-based revenue which makes some money but it's not huge and i mean sponsorship definitely has its place but it seems like the virtual currency model is the model that really allows game developers to retire yeah (laughs)
0: no absolutely well to keep going is the dream really yeah Uh, Yeah. So advertising has been quite disappointing but um, I think t- together, I think maybe Ad uh, Wonder Putt and Icicle have had about 40 million plays. So when you get ads in front of those, that does yeah. come to something. But it's it's not gonna. Well, it's not gonna pay. uh
1: So, but sponsorship does generate some revenue, right?
0: Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. No, but that-
1: have you thought about putting in virtual currency in your flash games or running uh, you know, like those kind of in-app purchases? Because I think Congregate. Um. And you're on Congregate, right?
0: Yeah. Okay. Oh, well, one, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah,
1: And Congregate actually has a virtual currency system there, and it seems like um, it's doing pretty well for the games that are tapped into their virtual currency system. So
0: is right. that something okay. you've looked into? I Well, the fact that I'm actually doing this for... Um, for I'm doing the currency thing for the mobile, because apparently that's more a reflection on how the mobile industry is going. Yeah. Yeah. Um, I've heard that it it rarely works for the flash.
1: Oh, yes. really? Okay.
0: So I, I I don't know. I'm dubious. I'm I I think I would be happy to to not put that in. Uh, okay. I'm on the fence. I'm on I'm on the fence at the moment. I'm really undecided. But I didn't realise that it worked that well on Congregate. If that's what you've heard, then it's obviously worth me looking more into it.
1: Yeah. Um. Now the other question is is you know you you refer to when you first um finished school and you and you made a game on a platform that was kind of dying. Yeah. And then you learned and then you had to go separate ways. But mm. what about the situation now? I mean, do you feel that Flash is going to be fading out and it's all going to be about mobile? I mean, is this the same case where you're going to have to learn about a new platform or do you feel that Flash games can can work out? Um Sorry, can you can you sorry, can you ask yeah.
0: ask, ask, ask the uh, start that
1: question again? Yeah, sure. Um, so basically, referring to how I think you said like ten or fifteen years ago, you tried to do a game. Um, you and your friend targeted the wrong platform, and right. that oh, created see, an yeah. issue. And so now, do you feel this could be the potentially same issue because Flash? You know, do you feel that f- like ah, because is your revenue like from three D. Well, you not think- just 3D. Just because now people are migrating from playing Flash games to mobile games, right? Yeah, I don't know. I don't know if that's really it's- that prominent, or do you feel that, or are your Flash plays actually going up now versus before? You know, maybe it's yeah. just that mobile is the hottest trend, but it's not the only. You know, it's not the main way to get games.
0: the The general consensus I've got from like people chat, chatting to people, chat, chatting to other developers on FGL and stuff, is that is the panic of 3D kind of.
1: Oh wow! Okay,
0: building um, or, or creating a demand for larger teams and um,
1: well, in and your case, even with the isometric, you have that three D. Persp- you know, it looks three D to the player.
0: Yeah, I mean and that might, yeah. and that's
1: actually so that could work. Maybe it's not three D but isometric. That
0: yeah, that's true. It is yeah. Uh, it's I mean, it is just an animated painting. Basically, that's what one part is. Well, from the player's
1: stuff. point of view, they don't really care if it yeah, looks kind of 3D. Yeah. And, you know, it's like these isometric games on Facebook. You know, they look kind of 3D, but they aren't exactly 3D.
0: Yeah.
1: And, yeah. Um, I mean, obviously they are powerful and they're popular. But I don't know about pure 3D because I know Flash is coming out with some modifications that will allow 3D to be, to be played easily. Yeah. But still, but some of the games, some of the computers don't have the hardware to still right. handle that properly.
0: But. Yeah, sure, because of the 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 GPU and stuff like that. Yeah, um, Yeah, because
1: there seems to be an awful lot of crossing over between Unity and Flash. Yeah, Flash can go oh, into yeah, Unity, yeah. Unity can go into Flash. Actually, great point. Are you thinking of then switching to Unity because it's going to target Flash?
0: Yeah, possibly. Um, I, I've definitely been flirting with the idea. I've, I've tried a few tutorials and stuff, but... Um, it's slightly different syntax to what i'm used to and yeah. um, it's object-oriented pro, uh, oriented programming which is something that i've only just got my head around with action script three okay um it's tough really because because i'm working alone I'm, I'm I'm limited to my own skills and um but the, the, the fact that flash is now going over to mobile via air oh yes yeah, that's true it's great because uh, whereas before i was thinking of ways of 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 working directly for mobile uh, mobile games, it'd be a great idea to just maybe just keep going with Flash, um, but taking into account of porting those across to to mobile. Because yeah. obviously, if you do something just for mobile, then you're you're missing out on maybe a promotional tool such as such as um, the Flash version, which is what I intend to do with iSchool Two. Oh, if yeah. I can repeat the thirty million views that iSchool had with iSchool yeah. Two, then that's thirty million. Uh, exposed to the idea of getting it on their mobile phones so yeah um i i don't know if that works out in general because um this is the first this is my first time so yeah
1: and let's talk about as you've now focused on games what are you doing to improve your game design skills or to explore potential game designs to find your next game idea
0: uh i look outside of games basically okay. i think that's if that's the healthy way of doing it. If you're recycling ideas within the same industry, and this goes for any industry, it 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 it, it's, it, it's, it tends to stagnate quite quickly, I think. And you're going to innovate more likely if you're going to be taking inspiration from other visual areas, such as illustration and science, or or anywhere really. I think it's just a nice way of bringing something new to to games. I don't. I, I think performance. Uh, means that a lot of people kind of resort to pixel art, which I think is which is fair enough. But it means you're going to be d- competing with a lot of other pixel yeah. um, aesthetic games. Where you know, I think if you're not chasing the performance and frame rate and stuff like that, then you can kind of sort of sit back and realise that you've got a whole wealth of references at your disposal. And my favourite place is the library that's sitting right behind me.
1: Okay. And, um, you know, for Wonderput, are you going to do a sequel for that? I mean, is that going to come after Icicle 2 or or Icicle 1? Yeah,
0: perhaps. Yeah, I think, uh, like I said, uh, I'm talking to a couple of portals about Prospect. Um, But uh, there are some other pies in the sky since GDC. So it depends whether any of those turn out
1: to happen, but... uh, did you find GDC to be very useful for you? Um, you know, yeah, were there yeah. as an IGF uh, contestant and but you're also an indie developer. I don't know if there I mean, what, what was the biggest benefit for you to go to well, GDC?
0: Uh, one reason to, to come to San Francisco that week was for FGS which was on the Sunday. Just oh, yeah. the day before GDC. Which for the audience which, is the flash, which flash Gaming Summit, so that okay. is purely flash industry um so that was really useful and i i I was able to do a talk on wonder putt um on that day um so yeah it was all good exposure really that and that and the the three-day expo that you get with being an igf finalist was really useful because i i just met hundreds of. in fact i met too many people that's the issue i have here i have a two-inch stack of business cards I, i can't remember half of who who i met which is a shame but um I've had an absolute influx of emails since I've got back, so it's been a crazy correspondence since. So, when you go to GDC for a week, it seems that it's not. It's it's more of a month wipeout of um, yeah. correspondence, <laughs> yeah. which is great. But um, and 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 some potential prospects have come out of that. So well worth it for me this year, I think.
1: Yeah, and you know. You mentioned working alone. Do you feel that, um, I mean, do you meet other Flash game developers or game developers in person to just share a perspective? Or is there any way that you keep up with other developers just to keep up on the trends and everything else?
0: I've used FGL's chat room, actually. I found that really good for help um, and just keeping in touch. But Twitter has really become an important part of the last year. I, every, every day I, I'll find something crucial um, to read on there that someone else has discovered. And, and that keeps me in touch with the industry more than anything else, I think.
1: Do you post um, on Twitter much? or
0: I so- do occasionally, but I, I'm um, too busy. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> I don't know. I, uh, it's a habit thing, isn't it, I suppose? Maybe once every few days. But um, no, I use it to kind of read more. Um, uh, I've I, I, yeah. been in touch with a couple of developers since GDC. I think um, we've got to meet some great teams there. Um, and there are, there are th- events like uh, London Indies, which I'm hoping to go to next month. I, I missed it a few days ago, but uh, it's like a regular gathering of indie developers in London. And um, I think there's a s- similar thing in Brighton, but I've never actually... Uh, Brighton's obviously where I'm, where I'm yeah. from. But I, as... As it goes, you never tend you tend not to do things on your doorstep. It's kind of a weird phenomenon. Right?
1: Yeah, um, and you know, for the listeners out there, what suggestions do you have for other developers who are looking to go full time, who are you know, independent or solo developers, wanting to make uh, products and games that, I'll, you know, millions of that can have millions of plays.
0: God, I don't know. It's really tough. It's really tough. I'm speaking to other developers that also spent six months making their games. Wonder Putt took me six months. And that's a long time to invest.
1: Yeah, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, because a lot of these games you can sometimes pump out in a month, right? Like that's, yeah, absolutely. Yeah.
0: And once you've and if you're into the derivatives thing, then you've got your code and assets that you can kind of. Yeah. recycle and and keep rolling
1: but it, well wonder Plot seems like a great f- potential franchise right like you can yeah do yeah, different worlds and it's not you have the code base and people enjoy it it's you know it's it's a fun theme and you found yeah. the right way to make it work you know
0: yeah so funny enough we were talking about this yesterday um maybe maybe there's there's a chance to kind of put together a team to kind of build on the franchises because there's, there's certainly the potential there, but it's just something I've never considered because uh, coming from a commercials background, you know, you work on something for two three months and then you move on yeah. to the next. And it's always something, something new. You're, you're chasing innovation. You're chasing fresh visuals, um, fresh communication and something exciting. So uh, derivatives is feels like a business option. And that's something that I'm not really chasing. I mean, I, I gave well, up. not that
1: important? <laughs> I mean,
0: well, it, it, because yeah, you I'm
1: mentioned the, the goal was to actually keep on doing this, right? Yes, that's true, yeah. And, you know, developing a hit game, I know, I, I know you take it for granted because you've had success with Icicle and Wonder but, you know, it, it isn't always guaranteed. And the fact that you're sure. able to produce these hits is yeah, pretty impressive yeah. and awesome, you know. And yeah, right. playing it, playing Wonder on even mobile devices, and as you said, Flash will be able to be get deployed to Android and iPhone. Um, yeah, it might you know it might even hold potential for other um, other platforms too that use that virtual currency model or whatever else. So
0: yeah, I mean, I mean that
1: would <sighs> actually be perfect for WonderPut anyways, is that you use these coins to unlock new worlds.
0: Yeah, yeah, it does. It does sound yeah. I mean, it's, it's, people have been throwing those those ideas ideas at me. Adobe are currently helping me to port WonderPod to um, iOS. Oh, but, really uh, awesome again I'm struggling to do that while finishing icicle. So um um yeah, so I think I suppose you've caught me at uh what's 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 the word? A kind of pinnacle of having to decide whether to expand and how to expand and how yeah. to kind of make the most of of what's going on at the moment. Um but funny it, 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 it's a funny thing to say, but it's not really my industry as such. Because yeah. uh, well, I I know the animation in the animation and commercials and film industry that that's kind of what I've been immersed in for the last twelve years. So this is kind of, this really is a, cr- a, a crash course and um, working out how to make the most of, of, what's going on. So far, it's going well. So,
1: yeah. Do you feel it is then worth it to even consider hiring other people or other developers, even outsourcing developers to pick up the derivative work that you're talking about that you're not necessarily interested in, but can definitely develop your franchise and help yeah. you fund you know future projects.
0: Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, it's funny because we only just started talking about this yesterday. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, <laughs> I don't know. It's it's all too fresh in my brain to kind of uh, have made any decisions about that. But, yeah, it certainly sounds like an idea um, uh, worth considering considering all of these offers coming in now. So, yeah, watch this space, I guess.
1: Okay. And so for the audience out there um, who do – want to play your games where can they find out more information about your games
0: uh well the site is dampnat.
1: Um, okay and how do you spell that
0: that's d-a-m-p-g-n-a-t dot com okay. um and there's um my twitter's at dampnat, etc um so uh you can find all the games on my site without advertising i tend to kind of take advertising off of my site because i can't stand the stuff um, okay. It works as a business model for general distribution over the world. But um, if people come to my site, then
1: it's nice that they can actually just play the games without any barriers. Yeah. And um, it also, you're going to have a game out on iPhone coming yeah. soon. Can you talk a little more about that?
0: Well, iSchool 2 will be uh, for iPhone and iPad.
1: And um, when's because,
0: that? Um, that will be estimating around June, July, okay. probably July maybe august i don't know okay. these um my, my um predictions tend to kind of roll over a few months, maybe a year or so um i w- I was hoping to do high school two a year ago, so uh Wonderput obviously pushed things back that taking six months um but of course it hasn't been full time because Wonderpart was was six months over a year, so like in between every month I worked on Wonderpart I had to do some some kind of commission work freelance work to kind of keep keep the ball rolling
1: yeah and okay great uh thanks very much for your time and your perspective on um solo game (laughs) development cheers dude cool take care bye thanks thanks man bye